Welcome to Podcast, the business of dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Podcast delivers the best business advice, real life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Welcome to this episode of podcast. My name is Amelia Wright and I'm joined today by Andy Elwood. Hi Andy, how are you? Hi Amelia, um, I'm really good, thanks this morning. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Brilliant, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I know that you've um, spoken to us previously. I think if my memory serves me correctly, it was more towards the beginning of lockdown of the, the first lockdown, I think we last heard from you. Yeah, that's right. It was um, back around March, April time, I think, around five ways to keep yourself well. Yeah, five a day. Brilliant. And how, how have you been doing? Have you been keeping yourself well? I have. I actually follow those simple techniques. And there's another there's another three um, based in research as well that I really um, like to focus on myself. And those things keep me right and just prioritizing myself. Um, yeah, but it's an ongoing, ongoing challenge every day, I think, especially since we're, uh, um, it's proven so long, this period of dealing with COVID and what we're going through. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem to have kind of gone on and on a bit. Um, so just before we go any further, um, obviously, I say when we've spoken to you before, you've, you've probably told us a bit about yourself then. But for anybody who's new to podcast or didn't hear your previous one, could you just tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, so I've completed 20 years in the emergency services. Most of that time is a dope on a rope or a paramedic dangling under a rescue helicopter. And a couple of years ago, I've had a pivot in my career. So I'm now focused on saving lives through mental health, first aid, and mental health campaign around physical first aid as a paramedic. Brilliant. Okay, so the conversation that we're going to have today stands you in great stead, I think, for uh, giving us some top tips and advice, because um, we, we obviously we're going to talk about mental health um, and kind of some of the I think the watch out points for it is is um, the key of what we're with what we will be looking at. Um, so to kick us off, then, um, in terms of kind of overall. What would you say the challenges are for people who experience mental health issues? Um, so I, I'd maybe just start by saying it's we, we all have mental health and it changes on a daily basis, just like our uh, physical health. So it's fluid throughout life, Amelia. So often uh, when people talk about mental health, there's a whole stigma attached to that. And that it's we're talk if we're talking about mental health, we're talking about poor mental health. But that's not the case. We're on a continuum and, and, and we move around as we journey through life. So at the minute there's an awful lot of challenges coming at us from all angles. And people might dip down from their normal maximum or positive mental health, dip down a little bit. So that might show some of the early signs that they're feeling a bit stressed, they're a bit more irritable. They're maybe not sleeping as well. And we move through this sort of sliding scale before we'd really talk about someone having poor mental health or minimum mental health. And, and that's even way before they get a, a diagnosis. But what we find is that just taking some simple, um, making some very simple changes 
in their in their lifestyle in their priorities can actually just give them that supporting hand back up and just reframe um, their day their priorities the pressures that they're under so uh, although things can dip down they can easily um, rise back up again uh, when we just have a, a simple look at what we need to do and have some more education and knowledge around this because it's not something we talk about a lot we're much more focused on our physical health and we know what those five a day are that we need but we're not so well educated and it's not part of the normal conversation talking about mental health and well-being yeah and I think you know, you've, you've touched on it there when you're saying we don't talk about it because there is still that stigma. I think there's there's an awful lot going on to try and get rid of it, but you know it is still there, unfortunately. Yeah. So in in, in December here, we've come through. October was a uh, focus on female health, so we've really heard a lot uh, around well-being on um, especially menopause. I mean, with breast cancer previously, normalising the conversation around that identifying this as a problem and having um, uh, an early intervention provides a better outcome in physical health and it's the same with mental health. We've moved into November and we'll focus on, on men's mental health and again we're just trying to normalize that conversation as we did with breast cancer and menopause, normalize that around testicular cancer, prostate cancer and especially for men and um, men's mental health because that's not part of our normal conversation. As, as men, we tend to hide it away, brush over it, put the mask on, and, and try and keep the lid on the can of worms. There's a, a stigma that you've mentioned. There seems to be a real fear around showing any sign of weakness, any kind of uh, chink in the armor. So we tend to load more armor on to protect ourselves, whether that's hiding behind a smile, withdrawn away um, all sorts of changes in behavior that we're seeing because of this this lockdown and the threat we're under in our personal and our professional lives from covid yeah i mean i've certainly seen on you know kind of press and you know, tv and, and lots of things more about the talking about men's mental health um as you've mentioned there it does it doesn't seem to be something it's for some reason, it's seen as a weakness that people don't want to show. Um, and you've just mentioned there about putting more armor on and things. Is, is there any kind of other differences, you know, with that we we maybe think of that that women and their mental health issues and men? Is there any kind of other differences that you you, you know you would you would speak of? So again, I just love the parity with the physical health and the mental health. So women, because of their biology and the changes they go through in life. Um, they're more inclined to talk about those to each other and to go and see their, their doctor and get some help around those physical medical issues. Men, we're not as inclined to go to see the doctor to talk about these things. Uh, um, so there's a whole aspect there. And when we're trying to help men around mental health, it's not just a, a man-only issue. And women have a really important role to play. Men can learn a lot from the women in their life at, at home and at work. And some of the events I've run, women have a key role to play for the men that they care about. And a lot of the women uh, that, that I speak to, they're wanting to know, how can I reach them? How can I help them? I want to help them. And it's just being there 
um, letting them know it's okay to talk about these things. A, a lot of men that don't feel comfortable speaking to other men in their friendship group and um, with other colleagues at work, they will talk to a woman that they trust. That's where a lot of us tend to open up. And one of the first things uh, um, a lot of people open up, but especially especially men, is I'm not sleeping well. So we're not talking about stress because there's stigma around that, especially at work. We're not talking about mental health because there's stigma around that. But uh, it's proven with research and emergency services is the first sector to show this um, earlier in the year. In January, some research published that talking uh, that they're not sleeping well is the first way that people in that sector will open up. And that's one of the, the physical signs that we might notice. Someone's looking really tired at work or on calls if we're working remotely. You just see they're looking tired or they're maybe saying, I'm not sleeping so well. And asking them about that, allowing them to talk about that, we'll maybe find out really what's really going on, what they're worried about, what's troubling them, what difficulties they're facing. Okay. And then so that that's really interesting from um kind of our point of view as to what to look out for um so for, obviously for like for me the, the men in my life and and obviously other females so looking inward for like, if, that, if you're a, maybe a, a man in that position and you maybe you, know, you may be thinking oh, i'm not sleeping that well is there any other indicators that they, they could be looking for in themselves yeah so uh, physical signs things manifest themselves physically again the tie with physical and mental health so if you're feeling like you're having more headaches you're um, not eating so well you feel like you're eating more you you haven't got any appetite um, you know are you as interested in looking after yourself very easy to turn up um, if we're working remotely with our camera off in our pjs in our um, sweatpants what putting on something something nice, looking after ourselves, that that helps us feel good. Maybe if we're relying on um, more alcohol, more caffeine, more cigarettes, whatever we, we tend to use like that, notice that we're doing that a bit more. There's maybe other more positive coping strategies that we could look for. If you find you're not able to decide things as quickly as you used to, if you're feeling more irritable, if you're feeling a bit more angry, a bit frustrated about things. If you're finding it difficult to remember things that they used to just have uh, right at the forefront of your mind on the tip of your tongue, if you find I haven't just quite got that word, it's a bit of a, a thing to do with sleep there, but also just your mind's occupied worrying about other things. If you're maybe feeling a bit more tearful sometimes too, that's a question that our GPs are using more and more. They're trying to fit an awful lot into a 10 minute appointment. Someone maybe comes in with a sore back, uh, some kind of injury, and actually when really there to see the doctor is that they've had low mood for uh, an ongoing period. So the doctor asking, are you feeling more tearful um, lately? That it can be a key question. Maybe if you're not finding things funny that you used to, or the hobbies, the activities that you used to really enjoy, they're not bringing you the same happiness and fulfillment. So that, that's that's a few things to look out for in yourself and in others. And I guess that's really important at the moment because you're probably thinking, I could be feeling like this because I've been confined to my house, I haven't seen my friends, 
all of those kind of things and you maybe put it down to lockdown or you know whatever restrictions we've been facing so maybe you know you're passing those off yourself and thinking well I'm fine really because it's it's just because of this and when this all goes away I'll be back to my normal self which isn't you know it doesn't necessarily going to be the case yeah and I think that when it all goes away well when is that Amelia can you tell us when that is (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what I'm terrible for this I've said this a few times I keep thinking oh well next year it'll all be fine and I don't know why I've got that in my head like come January something magically is going to happen and everything's going to be all right I'm slowly coming around to thinking it's not it's just going to be exactly the same and I don't know how long it's going to be like that for I think it's going to be some months yet and as you say it's not going to be some magic switch where all of a sudden everything back to the way it was before um so but yeah I think there's a few people that think like that and think oh it is you know it is all gonna all of a sudden be brilliant again and and, you know I'm gonna feel better Mm. and everything's gonna be fine and for short-term issues difficulties uh problems short-term crisis even that that can help us get us uh through them but this has been so long term, the cumulative effect, that's what's starting to take its toll now. People are getting really tired. They've bounced back once, they've bounced back twice, three times, and it's still ongoing and we can't see the end in sight. So that that is a very um, unsettling uh, worry, uh, um, that uncertainty. That is very difficult to deal with. That used to be a real tester in the military and military exercises. Let's have this dislocation of expectation. We don't know what's happening next. You know, if we can just get to this grid reference, to this this point with our team, everything will be okay. And when you get there, there's not a helicopter to pick you up. It's not all over. We've actually got another 10 miles to go. It's We've got another um, day that this exercise is going on for. And and so it's the uncertainty around COVID, around Brexit now is coming in as well. And often at this time of the year, we're saying, we'll, we'll just last through the Christmas, Christmas break. We'll see everyone then, and that'll be a great relaxer for us. But Christmas is going to be different too this year. So I think rather than looking forward, one of the things you can have in your toolkit is just focus in the present moment. That's all we really have. And um, forget about the things that have happened yesterday in the past further. And rather than ruminating on those, playing the tape over in your head or worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow and pre-worrying about them, let's just focus what we have now. And taking a few minutes a day just to be in that moment, um, focus on your senses, focus on uh, what's around you, the sights and sounds, if we can get outside, that's brilliant. Hear the birds, see uh, um, nature, that's fantastic. But there's lots of ways you can practice mindfulness. Uh, that was one of the things we had a focus on um, recently in the recharge event, if anyone was, was um, took part in that. That can be a great way just to ground yourself in the moment, bring that anxiety level down and um, make the most of your life right now. In, instead of um, living in the future or what will happen when we're living in the past. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. I mean, I, I certainly find going outside is just kind of uses up more of your senses and it's you know, rather than just sitting in a room with the same four walls that I've, I've sat in all day. Um, 
what, what you were mentioned there as well is is a couple of kind of focusing on the right now is there anything else that somebody who's maybe in a particularly low um you know state of you know mental health or whatever that they're at that point is there anything else that they can can kind of do and think about doing or um any techniques that can help them get past that point because i think that sometimes you get to a stage and it's very difficult to bring yourself back up yeah so a key message is you're you're not alone um these kind of feelings are especially common uh, um, so you're not alone there's loads of help out there and being able to put your hand up and um, asking for some help that's often the bravest thing that we can that we can actually do so connecting with people is um, a really fantastic thing and is the first thing that i'd recommend whether that's people at work people you care about in your family and friends just connecting to someone if you're not confident talking to them about how you're feeling there's um, helplines through your employee assistance program there's other helplines just talk to someone and trying to have that um, human connection to others that's the way we're hardwired as humans we're a social um, animal even even if we're quiet and we're even quite introverted just having that connection and that empathy which is really all about emotions and if you're trying to support someone on the other and the flip side, giving them that empathy, giving them the most valuable thing you have, which is your time, and just listening to what they have to say, that can be incredibly um, helpful, healing, restorative. And it's the same if you're on, on the receiving end of that. I've had a few experiences of this in my own life, and I see it in the training and deliver. When, when you listen to someone, they just feel so valued. They feel so much better for getting whatever's troubling them off their, their um, getting that off their chest, off their shoulders. They feel like a weight is lifted, but it just feels so valued because someone else has given them a few minutes of their time, not interrupted them, not told them what to do, not given them advice, just listened to how they felt. Yeah. And yeah, I suppose it goes to, back to the old adage of as a problem shared is a problem halved. It's, yeah. it's an old one, yeah. but it's still true. Yeah. It's an oldie, but it's a goodie. It really does yeah, work. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then um, the second, the second thing I'd bolt on. on that story that's super simple is just be active. So you don't have to be training to do a triathlon. You don't have to be doing a certain miles a week. Whether it's walking the dog, whether it's having a stretch, whether it's walking uh, around the village. And maybe doing that before you go to work or at the end of your working day or at lunchtime, get outside. Uh, uh, um, just doing something active, a little bit of exercise is proven to be good for our physical health and our mental health. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's really key. It, it, sometimes it's hard as well to get yourself motivated to go and do it. But when you actually do it, you feel so much better for it. I'm feeling like you've achieved something as well. Yeah. Um, you mentioned there about from the flip side of so helping other people deal with it. So in terms of, you know, we, we want to be there for people and help them. But what do, is, are there any kind of key things that we could be looking out for any kind of um, behavioral or communication um, cues that would help us identify anybody that maybe is in need of help? 
true uh, um great question and i think I'd, I'd tie it back to what i've already said if you notice those changes in yourself it's really changes in people so everyone's different everyone's individual but if you notice a change um in someone's physical appearance in how they're engaging with you how they're behaving if they how they appear to be coping with what's going on for them so those changes are are really key and if you normally get on well with someone if you normally share a laugh with someone if someone's normally able to give you time when you ask if they're not able to do those things um that's maybe the start of a warning sign and yeah. and just just offering them to talk what's going on and asking how how someone is and often we have to ask a second time we've we've seen that in a lot of different campaigns how are you yeah i'm fine uh, um, but how are you really how are you in yourself really yeah are you sure and what we find is people open up on that second ask because you're showing mm, i'm not taking that first answer you're just breezing over it let's get underneath that a little bit and i've got time to listen if you want to tell me and by, by sharing how we are when people ask we're kind of role modeling that and we're normalizing the conversation you know by saying actually i've been feeling a bit lonely lately you know that's making it okay for someone else to talk about how they're feeling and how how, how loneliness is for them yeah so yeah just the, the, the same kind of things, the changes. And with some people, if we haven't seen them for a while, it might look quite dramatic. But other people, it can creep up on us. And sometimes those little throwaway comments, um, no one would miss me if I wasn't here. You know, no one cares about what I think anyway. It, let's pick up on those. Let's ask, well, what do you mean by that? I want to hear about that. Tell me what you're thinking. And let's put other things on hold. Um, really teams families relationships life pe people function better in it when they're feeling well when they're happy when they're fully engaged in it so uh, um this has been a long slog hasn't it this has been a long year this is getting really tiring now and everyone is feeling that there is no shame in that in saying that we're juggling so many things at work it's not just a work challenge it's not just an at-home challenge it's not just a short period of time it's, it's like the perfect storm is happening at the moment and we don't know when we're coming out the other side so there is no shame in saying this is difficult i'm feeling it i'm finding it difficult yeah. um yeah i think you, you you mentioned there it's not just work and it's not just home and i think in any point kind of one or the other you maybe have a bit more of a chance of dealing with because you've got the stability in the other area of your life. But because everything's up in the air, it is extremely difficult to, to juggle everything and keep everything going. So you know, it's, I completely understand what, what you're saying. And, and I suppose the one comfort that we can take from that is that we're all in the same boat, so to speak. I mean, we might deal with it differently, but we've all got dealing with the, the same kind of, actually dealing with the same problems, but in, in differing ways, I suppose. So if I could just twist that slightly, what Go you've on. said, yeah. Well, I think we're not all in the same boat, but we're yeah. all in the same storm. We're That's in a it. different yeah. boat. 
yeah so you're maybe you're maybe in a lifeboat that's fully equipped and you've got a helmsman there who's um, well trained got good navigation equipment i'm maybe in a little dinghy i've just managed to get into it because my other main boat has sank and um i'm i'm rowing i haven't got an outboard motor so everybody's in a different boat but we're in this same perfect storm and just talking about uh, you know amelia this is the difficulty I'm having with my boat. And yeah. you you taking time to listen to that. And this is why it's especially difficult for me. And when people are opening up about that at work, other people seem to, um, they're showing empathy because they're putting themselves out a little bit. And they're saying, well, what can I take off with you? What, what would help? You know, maybe having some more flex hours, working a different day, and um, things changing just slightly. Sometimes it's the littlest things can make a big, big difference. Yeah. Absolutely. Good analogy there as well. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> could so could I, gonna, you know, go on. I've got something else just coming to me, and, and it's super simple, but I want to share it with you. You've made me think about it because it's something that's really helped me this year. And, and someone said to me, the day you decide to be your own best friend is the best day in your life. And sometimes the self-talk that we have in our own head is um, so critical. And we say things to ourselves that we just wouldn't dream of saying to anyone else, let alone someone we cared about. So being our own best friend and, uh, and saying no sometimes to things, uh, because I actually need that time at lunchtime to have a walk outside just to reset my day. I need that for me, realizing that's important for you or to have some quiet time to get your exercise, to actually make the effort to go and see someone when the rooms allow. Those things for you, that that's really important is put your own oxygen mask on first before you help others. That is so important because it's a, it's a marathon that we're in now. We don't know where the end is. By looking after ourselves first, we're able to help more people. So that's that's a really key thing. Yeah, brilliant. I think that that kind of ties in quite nicely to what would be my last question to you is is you, you've touched on there about little things that you can do and little things making a, a you know a big difference. Um, and almost as well, you know, we, we've spoken about it's it's a bit like prevention is better than cure. So, is there anything that you would suggest that we would do to keep ourselves kind of mentally fit? Um, and increase mental strength and resilience. So you know, we're kind of, that you've spoken about physical fitness. So we're in that kind of optimum space to, to not have to worry about the, the challenges that would come from a um, poor mental health. So I, th I think this is something that we normally um, don't focus on. We probably spend more time looking after our um, uh, dental fitness and our dental health on a daily basis than we do in our mental wellness and our mental health. So uh, um, it, it, it's a, it can be a muscle. Uh, we we need to train it. We need to work on our fitness. So looking after those five five a day. So connecting with other people and um, being active. I've mentioned those two already. Taking notice, just living in the moment, and making that part of our daily practice whether it's um, taking some time to physically sit down with an app on our phone and uh, 
practice some mindfulness focusing on our breathing. But we can do that when we're having a walk at lunchtime. We can do that when we're eating a, a chunky bowl of vegetable soup. What does it smell like? What does it taste like? What are the sensations in my mouth, the shapes of the vegetables? That is focusing and getting our mind to focus on the present moment. That's incredibly um uh, helpful restorative but it also helps us hone our focus so we're actually more productive we are, are um uh, uh, high, high performers are using this more and more whether it's in the fast jet training environment to um, high performance athletes so this can help us at work uh, and, and and that's all practice and doing it on a daily basis Giving something to others is really good as well. So not just um, presents at Christmas, but the gift of your time I've already mentioned. And learning something new. So there's maybe some things you'll take away from this short chat just that you could try, learn something new. Well, it doesn't have to be something formal. Uh, search YouTube for a video how to fix you know, something that's wrong with your bicycle, with the downstairs loo, Whatever it is at home, we can just learn something, keeping our mind active as well as our, our, our body. So that's five simple things. And making time for yourself uh, or a few minutes a day can make a massive difference in being your own best friend uh, with whatever works for you. I think that's the thing. Whatever works for you, this is a very individual thing. Brilliant. And I think, yeah. We've mentioned before that you you recorded with us previously. So when you mention those five things, that's still on our media hub. So people can certainly go back and and have a look and well have a listen to that. I should say. Um, so you know that's that's another good resource that uh, you provided for us. Um, Excellent, Andy. It's been absolute pleasure talking to you. It's been great having this conversation. I think there's a lot that people will be able to take out of it and um, you know help help themselves but help each other as well. Brilliant. It's, been, it's been a pleasure, Amelia. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you ever so much. Like I say, um, I hope you 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 keep well, and we'll be chatting with you again in some time in the future. Um, so thank you again for your time, and we'll speak to you soon. Okay. You take care and have a great break. Look after your, yourself and those you care about. You too. Thanks. Bye bye. Thank you.